Block well, well, well. It's like it's like the first time I've ever done this before. Well, well, well. It wouldn't be us. It wouldn't be Santos in London if it wasn't. Um, if it wasn't blog, or we wouldn't be on Blog Talk Radio if we didn't have some type of snafu coming out of the chute. So I am London. Santos is on the other side of that microphone. It is nine oh nine on a Wednesday night. We're just keeping our our, our fans and and uh, listeners um, close to the edge is what the uh, is what they say. I think that's what the kids say. Next week we'll have some audio clips. We'll have our intro hopefully back or maybe a new one. Um, we're gonna get right into it. I mean we're already nine minutes late, but who cares? I mean, you know, like I said, it wouldn't be Santos and London here on Blog Talk Radio if we didn't hit some kind of snafu coming in. I am London, like I said, and on the other line, other side of that microphone is my good friend, Mr. Nathan Santos. Mr. Santos, how are you tonight? As of right now, I'm doing okay. Okay. It was a little, right. it was a little touch and go there for a minute. I'm actually going to send the link out because I don't know if uh, people were able to get back on yet. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's always something, isn't it? You know, we're just trying to come on here and 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 rap about sports and you know, kind of just shoot the shoot the proverbial um, chew the proverbial fat, should I say? But you know, it's always we always hit a snag. But you know what? Like true professionals that you and I are, we just roll through it. I'm hoping you can hear me, Mr. Santos. I can. Check your email or your text message. I just saw them. Anyway, um, so we have, I I guess we're going to come back. You know, we're going to, it's like, you know, it's not like riding a bike here on live radio. We got to, we got to kind of walk before we can run here. Um, We are going to get into um, Major League Baseball and the playoffs. We are going to get into, um, you know, the, the end of the season. Um, talk a little bit about um, the way the playoffs are shaking out. I mean, there are only four teams left. Um, maybe only one after um, Milwaukee does damage. But um, anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit. The NBA season started last night or the night previous, I think it was. Um, I think it was last night, maybe. Um, tonight is there's only one game on, obviously, and that's the Lakers. I mean, that's all anybody ever cares about, right, LeBron? Um, tonight. So we'll talk NBA. Of course, we're in week six of the NFL season, so we'll get into that. I'm sorry, week seven of the NFL season, so we'll get into that a little bit with our um, New England Patriots. Always something we enjoy talking about here on Santos in London. Um, we'll get into our, um, our um, critically acclaimed Shut Up and Listen. We'll do that at, I guess, the top of the first the second hour so you know we'll, back, we'll push back a couple minutes which is <laughs> whatever. no big deal we'll get to <laughs> we'll whatever get the it. hell we just get there we'll get there <laughs> who cares right and then of course we're going to talk wwe some major things are going on with wwe and one of the pay-per-views that's really in jeopardy i think um as well as i mean you know our our, our foreign um our, our foreign diplomacy <laughs> kind of uh you know is is um up in the air for that too. So we're going to get into it a little bit, but like we do always here on Santos in London, I want to catch up because it's been roughly four months since, since we've been here on Santos in London. Um, 
as some of you may have noticed, we do have a different, um, I guess it's like a blog site here on Blog Talk Radio. It's uh, Santos, Nova, and London. Um, we do a show tonight. We do a show tomorrow night. Um, and then whenever we feel like getting back on, we'll do some too. So if you're looking for us, make sure you hit that, Santos, Nova, and London from now on. So, Mr. Santos, how are you, my brother? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I'm a little confused, though. I have the Red Sox game here over my shoulder, and uh, I think there was some foolishness that kind of happened there. I'm not really – I have to kind of go back and check that out in a little bit. Oh, pray tell, please. Pray tell. Well, there was uh, – in the bottom of the first, there was a guy on second for Houston. Jose Altuve was up. He hit a ball, which – look in all likelihood, was going to be a home run for some reason. Well, not for some reason, but Mookie Betts jumped up. The ball comes back onto the field. And, you know, obviously a guy from second base would have scored from there. Um, I know that the umpires got involved, so unfortunately have it on mute so it doesn't interfere with the wonderful sound quality you got coming at you right now. But they, uh, for some reason, now the Red Sox are back in the top of the second, and it's still two to nothing Red Sox. I don't know how that happened or what happened, but um, I'm sure it, I'll hear all about it here soon, but from text messages from people, or uh, I'll just wait until 11:10. <laughs> I mean, they are showing out two there right now, so something had to have happened there. Um, yeah. You know, whether whether the ball. I mean, I, I just turned it on uh, myself here, so. Um, and it again is on mute, so you can hear my my beautiful um, church church mouse or no uh, got church gospel voice. Um, <laughs> so I, I I wonder if maybe the ball bounced back in and, and Altuve got thrown out or something that was a home run or or something. Um, but who knows, man? But um, I, like like as promised, Mr. Santos, I'd like to talk a little baseball. I know um, I know we both agree on the American League um, Most Valuable Player this year, um, and I'm assuming he's probably going to win the um, Cy Young Award as well, Mr. Michael Trout. Um, oh, of course. So I, I know you're excited about that. No, um, he's going to be the he's going to be the ALCS MVP too. <laughs> I, I I know uh, as many of you know, I'm a Mets fan. Um, my season was over, um, I want to say April 18th, maybe. Um, but on the other side of that, I also like the Red Sox. So um, I, I think you and I both can, can speak from um, the heart and say that we're kind of excited about where, where the Red Sox are at. Um, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, 100% honest with you, I was really nervous about the Yankees series. Once they got past the Yankees, I was feeling – um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about them winning the World Series. I, I, you know, the Yankees, I always, whether it be their, their, you know, the rivalry or, or what, but I, I just felt like the Yankees series may have given them the most trouble. Um, they got through pretty, pretty easily, and uh, we're on to the American League Championship Series. So here we are, up two games to one, up to nothing in the, um, what inning are we in here? The um, top of the second. Top of the second. So. Looking, I mean, you know, I, I guess we, you know, things could be worse, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think the big, 
the big scare for the Red Sox coming into the playoffs was, uh, t- to me, it was all pitching related. Is David Price going to get over the playoff yips and, you know, get back into it? Well, they sure didn't against the Yankees. He, right. he, was, he was decent in game two against the you know, against these guys here in Houston. Well, it was in Boston, but against Houston. Um, you know, he only went, I think, four and two-thirds. But when he left, I think the game was tied. Or maybe that maybe he was down by I, – I don't I forget what the score was, to be honest with you, but it was close at that point. Um, you know, what, what kind of bothers me now is Sale. Sale had some – Stomach bug or stomach flu or something like that. They're pushing him back to game six instead of going tomorrow. So now, I'm not really a fan. Of, not really a fan of that. What was that? I I didn't really see what it was that caused it, but it was some type of stomach issue that he had to be rushed to the hospital for on what was that? I guess Sunday night. Sunday night, yeah. Yeah, the day the day after he pitched. I mean, I guess, I guess what I was asking is it's not like diverticulitis or anything that surgery required, right? It Was it just an no, illness? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Just, just a real quick illness. That was it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because, I, I mean, that stuff, I mean, that stuff can be, I don't want to say deadly. I don't want to be too dramatic talking about it. But, I mean, it can be career-threatening career at least. I mean, look at Brock Lesnar. You know, he was out for quite some time in the UFC when, when he had that that diverticulitis and whatnot. So he lost a ton of weight and, you know, I mean, so I'm glad it was just an an illness. I'm, you know, I, I did see that and he spent like a night or two in the hospital and, and was released. So, I mean, I guess that could True. be worse too, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But absolutely. Forward, yeah, so we'll see. I'm just going to say moving forward here in the ALCS, what, um, what, what is concerning you besides Sale moving to game six? Well, I mean, other than that, just really the bullpen. Um, I don't, still don't trust the bullpen in close games, even though so far this series, whenever it's been close, you know, they've been kind of solid. But again, they've also thrown one of their starting pitchers as their eighth inning guy. So call that what you want. I think that's kind of. I mean, hey, in the playoffs, you got to do what you got to do. Right. I, I would prefer that they didn't have to bring a, you know, one of the starting pitchers in in the eighth inning, though. So I guess a just be up by enough runs, or obviously they're not. That person isn't magically going to be on the roster this year. So I think next year you'd probably want to have somebody just in case. Now, you clearly watched. Um, you you had your your thumb on the pulse of the Red Sox a whole lot more than I did. Um, has this been a thorn in their side all year, or is this is this just flaring up here towards the playoffs? I mean, they won 108 games, man. It's not like they're, you know, it, it's not like they, you know, they were a mess down down the stretch. But I mean, is this something that that's been kind of hindering them all year? It hasn't really been all season. I think for the first half of the year. They had guys that were that were hot at different times, so it worked out pretty well. Plus, at the beginning of you know before the All Star break, they had all of their pitchers were basically going you know long with the start. You know they were all going 
you know, six, seven innings. They had one guy that would go about five, but they were just putting up so many runs that the bullpen really never was overexposed. But later on in the year, especially closer to the trade deadline, a lot of people were thinking, you know, just like everybody else that's in the playoff run, let's start looking at a couple of uh, arms for the bullpen, a couple of arms for the bullpen. Well, that's the one area they just did not address. They got nobody. And then the problem is, is that you get to, you know, the after the trade deadline waivers, well, they were the best team, so they had the last pick. And then you had teams like Oakland and the Rays and probably some ones in the National League that just kept gobbling up all of those relievers that were trying to pass through waivers so teams can trade them. Well, they just never made it to the Red Sox. Because I'm sure they probably would have given up, you know, maybe a, you know, a triple-A catcher or something for, you know, maybe a righty or probably probably need like a lefty out of the bullpen. I don't think they have many of them. They're all righty, but, you know, just somebody. And, you know, maybe that person could have become the eighth inning guy. Maybe that person would have been a you know, a specialist for a certain person, but they never did it. And now they're just kind of stuck. And then towards the end of the season, they did have a lot of issues with the bullpen. The guys that were all hot at the beginning of the year were all kind of just getting knocked around. And nobody really seemed to step up to be that seventh or eighth inning guy. They had to keep, they had to keep flip-flopping people and, you know, three days it was this guy but then on the fourth day he stunk so then they had to bring in somebody else and it was just like a revolving door like musical relievers unfortunately sometimes on a lot of time that seems to be the issue you know you get a, a quality start six innings or whatever and then you know getting to your 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 lockdown closer is is kind of hit or miss you know i mean um I know, again, being a Yankee, or I'm sorry, being a Mets fan, trying to get, you know, I mean, for for God's sakes, I had Jacob DeGrom, who, who could win the National League um, Cy Young with, what, 11 wins? I mean, you, you know, so we got a, a, a just studs to start the game, but, but getting, I mean, getting a win <laughs> or, or getting a, a close is just ridiculous. So it always seems to be, you know, the middle middle relief is always an area of, of you know, of concern. So, um, yeah. you know, I think part of the problem with those those other teams gobbling up the uh, the relievers like you were speaking of, they were still in the playoff hunt. So they were still oh, yeah. trying to share, you know what I mean? So they were, they, I mean, the, a lot of those teams didn't get eliminated from the playoff picture until, you know, the last week or two of the, se- the season. So, I mean, that that's clearly a hindrance. You know, you kind of want to, you know, kind of want to make it impossible for the people you're going up against, but you also want to kind of make it to the playoffs. So, I mean, it's six well, of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, especially since they've implemented this whole two wild card team deal to get in, and that just makes more teams and has more teams, you know, eligible later on, which is which is great for the sport. I mean, it has people coming out sure. to games. It has, you know, ESPN and you know, Fox or whatever other stations are showing games. I guess TBS does a Sunday game every week, but, you know, you get them on, you know, it's more exposure for more teams, more, 
different players. So, I mean, it's great for the sport. But, and, and again, you know, first world problems. It sucks whenever your team needs somebody. And, and you know what? And shame on them because they could have gone out and traded for it before the deadline and didn't. But, you know, that waiver process is, you know, kind of like the last resort to do something. And, you know, they just really weren't able to because people that, you know, would have been a good fit or possibly could have been a decent fit for the bullpen or, or for any other spot on the team just never made it there because, like you said, so many other teams were, you know, involved, you know, much, much later in the year. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about this, and, and one of the players that made it through waivers was Bryce Harper. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that name, you know, he makes it through, like, the, the waiver process, and, and, and he's eligible to become, like, I mean, basically he's he's open to trade. I mean, just think of that. The guy, you know, has won Rookie of the Year, National League um, MVP, you know, and, he, and he's just just makes it through waivers. You know, it's just, it's funny because I think about that. I mean, clearly nobody's going to make a move um, to one score here. Um, uh, Reddick just uh, scored for um, Houston. So, um, you know, nobody's going to make a move for Bryce Harper because you're going to have to give up, you're going to have to mortgage your team, you know, but I mean, it's just funny to me that that a player of his caliber just squeezes through, um, you know, just squeezes through the, um, um, the waiver wire, you know, it's just funny to me. So, um, so didn't the Red Sox didn't the Red Sox do that years ago with Manny Ramirez? Yeah, I think so. But I think that he, that was like they were kind of on the way out with with Manny. You know, I don't really. I I think to be honest with you, I mean, I may be way wrong about this, but I I can't imagine that Washington is really done with Bryce Harper. I just think he's gonna he's gonna require too much money for them to to really keep him. So I mean, you kind of shop him out there until you know, until he, he becomes a free agent or whatever. And then, you know, on, off he goes. I mean, I think, you know, I think he's going to be your first $400 million man. Um, and as crazy as this is going to say, or going to sound coming out of my mouth, I think he deserves it. You know, I mean, the guy is just filthy, um, you know, but I, I just, I don't, I think, I, I, I think Bryce Harper, like two, two, three years ago. Yes. Bryce Harper, the last two years has been terrible. Well, <clears throat> He hits he hits home runs, but you know who doesn't nowadays in baseball. That's true. I think you got to hit for average. You have to, you know, get your RBIs, especially when they trot you out there in like the number two or number three hole in the lineup. You know, you're expected to, you know, seriously produce. And you know, the last couple of years he hasn't, and that's why they had to pretty much blow that whole team up. You know, at the trade deadline. And even after the trade deadline, there was, I thought that I thought that there was a mystery team that that did claim him, but then they, the, the, I guess the Nationals told them what they wanted, and they're like, no, we're dead, we're out. <laughs> I did hear I, that. I'm trying to think of this. I, I, ever... I still don't know. I still don't know if we figured out who that team was. I thought, but I remember, but I remember that coming out. I want to. I want to say it was the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. I want to say it was the Dodgers that that put a claim in for him, and and then backed off because, like you said, they they just you know wanted basically the whole team. You know, I'm sure Kershaw was in there somewhere. I'm sure 
you know, all the young guys were in there. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. But speaking of the Dodgers, I'm moving over to the national side of of the uh, playoffs. Um, have you been watching any of that, or has it just been strictly American League ball? Um, I, I've been catching a little bit when I can. A little bit when you can. Um, yeah. I, I mistakenly said that um, that Milwaukee won today. I, I, I was under – I thought they won, and um, they did not, actually. They lost 5-2. No, you, you would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, they lost 5-2 today, and they're, they're, they're down three games to two in the series. So um, I really thought Milwaukee was, was going to handle um, the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers made probably one of the best moves – at the trade deadline or just before the trade deadline, I think it was, um, by picking up Manny Machado. I think, um, I think he has really, um, really filled a need um, for, for the Dodgers. And, you know, I mean, it helps when Yasiel Puig, um, when Yasiel Puig, you know, starts doing Yasiel Puig things and hitting, you know, getting hot at the end of the season and, and Matt Kemp led major league baseball, you know, I mean, they had some players, but I, I think when they made that move to, to get Machado, I think it was, you know, I think that was the writing on the wall that they're the, the writing that they needed to, to finish the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the pickup for them. I think again, like you said, I think uh, Machado is just a stud. He's one of those guys that, you hate coming up against your team and you would just absolutely love to have him on yours. So I, I mean, I can't years. really say, can't say much good about the guy. Yeah. Much bad, I, I, guess I, I, I just, I feel like a couple of years ago, maybe it just comes with maturity and stuff that he was, you know, he was one of those guys that was like, everybody was down on and every, you know, he's a great talent, but there was always that like caveat to to get him kind of, you know, to, why he was never going to be the guy. But I think, I think we're past that, man. I think Manny Machado has, has absolutely become, I mean, just an incredible baseball player all around. And I, I don't really hear much um, off the field garbage with him anymore either. I mean, am I wrong with that? I, no. Like I said, no. you've been he's, watching. He's, he's, he's a good, he's a good Samaritan off the field. You know, you don't really hear about him doing anything stupid or, you know, being out late, getting in any trouble. So, um, yeah, as far as that goes, I'd say, I'd say sign him. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, he's just a rental there for the Dodgers. I don't really know if they keep him there. You hear you hear rumors of him, even when he was still with the Orioles, about going to play for the Phillies or you know, some other team, but, you know, so we'll see. There's, I mean, there's a, there are so many free agents in baseball this year. It's going to be just unreal to see all the new faces in different places when the season starts up next year. Agreed. Yep. Not that, um, not that I, I'm rushing, not that I'm rushing this season by any stretch of the means, but. Yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, um, so Kershaw pitched today. I mean, it's going to be easy kind of, I mean, it, it might be, just kind of um, shooting fish in a barrel, maybe. Um, but do we pick the Dodgers going to the the, the World Series um, up three games to two? Uh, Kershaw pitched today, though. I mean, so I mean, if, if any good news, I mean, you get away from Kershaw, at least maybe until game, you know, middle of game seven. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean, 
I, I, I think you got to pick the Dodgers going to the World Series. Well, I don't think it. And, and, and look at it this way. The Dodgers didn't win game one of the – or did he pitch game one or game two against these guys? And he didn't – you know, they didn't win that game either. They didn't win, yeah. So that means they had other pitchers that started and won games against the Brewers. So those guys are coming up. Yeah, true. But I don't know, man. I, I you know, I, I clearly know that. I mean, I prefer to watch the Mets in the National Championship Series, but uh, I'm many, many, many moons away from doing that. So I think um, watching American League Baseball is is probably where I'll be for you know, the duration of the season and, and rooting for the, the Red Sox. So I guess go Sox. And uh, I think, um, you know, they take a, a commanding, what, uh, three games to one lead after tonight. Um, if they, if they win, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think you can kind of, you know, pencil them into the world series. And I mean, you got, they got to go through sale and, and then price, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Oh yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's that's what that's what's coming up. So we'll see. That's right. That's why they play the games, right? What is it? 2004 when Boston was down three nothing and uh, Dave Roberts stole that bag. Uh huh. That's it. Anyway, um, I guess moving on, man. I mean, we'll move on to the hardwood now. We talked a little bit of baseball. I always love talking baseball. Um, you know, we we only have a couple more games in the season, but um, just starting the season and giving us. What is it? Eighty-two, um, eighty-two games on the new the new uh, NBA slate. I think it started last night or the night previous. I think it was last night, right? Was that opening day? Was night, like, yeah. yeah, I think so. But yeah. Tonight, I mean, tonight is really opening day, right? I mean, the Lakers open up tonight. <laughs> yeah, whenever <laughs> LeBron all... James plays, that's like that's opening day. Absolutely. That's. I mean, that's. You know, it's only the Lakers schedule, right? I mean, that's all. That's. All, but I can say this. I. I, I I got to thank LeBron for one thing that with him signing in Los Angeles, we haven't heard from that knucklehead um, LeVar ball um, too much in the, in in the last few months. So, you know, his kids, his mess of younger kids are over in like Serbia um, causing havoc over there. Let them stay there. Um, You know, so thank, Thankfully, I haven't had to hear from from that knucklehead for the last few months. So I'm good with that. I'll thank LeBron for that. But moving on, you were very excited <laughs> about um, the uh, the Celtics. Um, Shocker, sticking in Boston. <laughs> well, no, I know, and we all know that you know. you're you're yeah. a Boston guy. We, we get that. But uh oh, uh oh, off the top of the wall for was that Benintendi? You must be behind. I saw that like a minute and a half ago. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm watching it on my iPad. So. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, so um, now, I'm, now I'm all caught up in, oh, now South, caught up in base. Yeah. Oh, he just missed that home run, but intend he did. Anyway, um, tell me, give me a reason why. Now, I am not a basketball guy. You know that. But, but if I'm going to watch anybody, yeah. it's going to be the green and white for sure. Um, I'm a Boston guy myself, other than, um, well, the New York Mets, but that doesn't really count. Other than the Buffalo Sabres, I'm a diehard Sabres fan, you know, but it doesn't matter because we get our teeth kicked in by the Bruins every year. So whatever. Um, give me a reason why I need to watch more than 
eight seconds in a timeout of a game that I watched last night. Well, it's a it's a Celtics game, right? Where it was a Celtics game that I watched. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, if you just, I mean, if you understand basketball, and you I remember, like and you remember like the the old time greats like Jordan and. You know, think of the Mount Rushmore of basketball. You know, who you got? Jordan, probably Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. And I'm talking from like 85 to current. You know, okay. so don't give me, you know, don't give me Walt Frazier and his freaking Just for Men dumbass beard commercials or any of that <laughs> foolishness. I was actually going to give you Bill Russell because I think he's probably one of the, well, yeah. if well, not yeah. the greatest ever. But, yeah. Okay. But, you know, you look at, I, I think even though he wasn't the rookie of the year last year, I think Jason Tatum, 20 years old, has the potential to possibly go down as one of the great players of this generation. For right now, for people that are young right now, this is the guy to watch. Because guess what? It's almost like, you know, all of those other players that were good whenever Jordan played, you know, move it forward. Just replace Jordan with LeBron. You know, you had, you know, Stockton and Malone. Well, that, those are two good good guys. I mean, that could kind of be, I, I don't know who you want to equate them to, but, I mean, you have, you know, the guys that are on Golden State, a lot of those contracts are up at the end of this year, so they might be moving on. You know, I still think Golden State's probably the team to beat this year. We'll see who's left next year. But, you know, things are going to start changing. You know, the younger, you know, LeBron's getting older. I, I don't know how much longer he's going to be playing. I mean, he still looks really darn awesome. But, you know, Jason Tatum is 20. Last night on a team with Kyrie Irving, perennial all-star, uh, Gordon Hayward, all-star just coming back from an injury. And, you know, a lot of other young talent. The dude was a monster against the 76ers, who are going to be one of the top three teams in the Eastern Conference. You know, he led the team 23 points, about nine rebounds, and he plays like a shooting forward. So he's not really, no, he's not really around the basket a whole heck of a lot on defense because he's out guarding the perimeter. Dude has nine rebounds. Um. I just think, you know, having a year under his belt, being forced to play because, you know, Gordon Hayward was out all last year after four minutes of the first game. I, I just think the sky's the limit for this kid. And then you throw in Jalen Brown, who was, uh, you know, a year ahead of him. You know, you got Kyrie back. I mean, let's face it, last or yesterday, Kyrie Irving – only had seven points, but he was like two for 14 from the field. Uh, Gordon Hayward, he looked a little rusty, uh, you know, and rightfully so. The guy had a pretty horrific and awful-looking ankle fracture or something. Or it wasn't a fracture. It was a freaking break, you know, last year. You know, he's just coming back and getting in the swing of things. I, I think that if this team can stay healthy – 
they're like the younger version of the Golden State Warriors in the Eastern Conference. And they're going to be the the team to beat. If, you know, if like the top two or three guys there can stay, you know, on the floor and not get all, not get all banged up or anything. But Jason Tatum right there, that's, that's reason enough to watch. And I know that the, I know the next time they play is Friday night and guess where I'm going to be sitting right in front of the TV watching that. You know, you were big on him last year too. You, um, and he was a rookie last year, right? I mean, he was correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember specifically about a week or two into the season, you were, um, you know, you couldn't stop talking about this young player and, <clears throat> you know, I kid and say, I don't watch basketball. I'm a sports fan, a sports fan. I will watch any sport, any time really. Um, and I will always try to catch a Boston team. So I have watched a few of their games or, at least some, you know, some, and the kid, I mean, you're right. He's incredible. Um, I just, again, I don't have my thumb on, on the, the pulse of the, the uh, Celtics quite like you do. So, you know, Kyrie, I did see something about him wanting to come back. Um, I see, I liken him to, to, to be older and not be, you know, worth not be, you know, I don't, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Not be, you know, as, as valuable as he was a couple of years ago. I mean, obviously he's getting older, but how old old? I mean, how old is that that guy? To, to be honest with you, Kyrie is not that old either. When he no, he was he was one of those one and dones in in college. So, you know, he was you know he he got drafted when he was nineteen. <laughs> he's twenty six years old. So <laughs> yeah, he's not that old. Jesus. I mean, I'm I'm way off. I think I I think we're just in in like you said. If Gordon Haywood can stay healthy, I mean that was a terrible injury. You know, I I never want to see anybody get injured. Um, but you know, especially like that, that was that was ugly, and you know, it was debilitating for him. I mean, you know, he's on the shelf for an entire year. So, um, you know, I I, I mean, let's let's wait and see. But you've been high on. I'm the Jason Tatum kid for for some time, so I, I give you my word here, Mr. Santos. I'm going to have more input for basketball and the Boston Celtics throughout the course of the season. Well, that's good. I like to hear that you're branching out in things. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, man. I I, I definitely <laughs> am a um, a jack of all trades. <laughs> you want to give us a call? It's three two three eight seven zero. 4171. We'd love to talk to you. Um, we don't give that number out as much as we should, I guess, right? I mean, you know, I'd love to have, like, James from uh, your buddy James call in, your sister, or whoever else is out there wanting to talk. I'd love to have them call in and, and give us, a, you know, give us their opinion. That'd be a good time. So, um, anyway, uh, you know, we're we are in the infancy of the NBA season. Um, should I just pencil in from you? Should I just pencil in the uh, the Celtics out of the East and Golden State out of the West? And unless, unless know, something really crazy happens out there, yeah, that's what I would go with right now. Yeah, I, I tend to believe that too. Like I told you the other day, I, I absolutely there's there's not many people in this world that I really can't stand. Um, one of those people is Stephen A. Smith to me. I cannot stand him. He's so opinionated. He's so um, I think he's a bigot, actually. I think he's very racist um, as far as, you know, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But um, 
but I and I never ever ever listened to him. But I was I just happened to turn him on the other day, and and he couldn't have talked well enough or, or talked the 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 Celtics up enough than he did. I mean, he was gushing about the Celtics. I mean, of course, saying that it's going to be um, the Lakers and in, in um, um, Houston and. Golden State and insert somebody else out there in the West. But I mean, he said there's nobody, you know, besides Philadelphia and Boston playing for the, the, um, the Eastern conference championship. So, you know, he was all over them too. So I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think they're in good shape, dude. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what the, it's, you know, I mentioned that there are three good teams in the Eastern conference, you know, the Celtics and uh, Sixers are, you know, in that top three, who then they just played each other. Well, the Celtics next game on Friday night uh, at Toronto to play the Raptors, and the Raptors mm. were the top seed. They were the top seed in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs last year. So, how about that for a for a <laughs> games one and two for the Celtics? That's that's pretty rough. Welcome to the new season. Here's a you know, yeah. here's a punch in the face. <laughs> but, but but you know what? I I think that's gonna be a not so good thing for, you know, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. I think they could have used like another game or two to, you know, kind of get their, their legs back under them. But I mean, let's just see how these, how Tatum and Jalen Brown and, you know, some of these younger guys actually do, you know, they have a couple of days rest. I mean, it's not until Friday for crying out loud. And they played last night, you know, so you get two days off, before your game, it's, you know, you're going from Boston to Toronto, let's face it. There are worse road trips than that. So... Yeah, true. I don't know. I'd, I'd be I'd be kind of shocked if they go up there and lay an egg. But, but you know, honestly, I, I just think that with a lot of teams, you have to have you know, like three good guys to beat this team, is what I think. So we'll just, we'll see. <laughs> um... You know, and I'm on the I'm on the other side of that that coin. I think starting the season off just exactly the way they are is going to be good for um, Kyrie and Gordon. Um, you know, I get it. You know, this no pun intended. I mean, these guys have sea legs and, and things, but I mean, okay, so they they get in and they get a little bit little bit of the rust off. They're going to have to come to play. I mean, you know, Toronto's not going to roll over for them. Hey, guys, you know. Next time, next time we play, we'll we'll get at it because you guys are fresh. I mean, you know they're gonna have to. I mean, they're they're professionals, man. They're making lots and lots of money. So I I think this is exactly the way they should start. Get in the season, get it get it rolling, and you know who knows who knows if it's a real easy schedule yeah. going in. You kind of just take your time getting ramped up and getting back in the wanting to get in the back in the swing of things, and it takes you eight or ten games. You know who knows, but. I don't know, man. I think um, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, interesting Friday night. Um, I do know, um, but didn't Toronto get like beaten the, in the first round or something? Get swept by LeBron and everybody or um, in, in Cleveland wanna, last year. I think that was the second round. Second round. It was. Okay. It was. Yeah. It was. It was whatever round the the Celtics played the Seventy Sixers, and I think that was the second. And you know what? The only team I think the only eight seed to ever beat a one seed in the first round was was uh, Dikembe Mutombo in the uh, Denver Nuggets a couple, many, many years ago. So I think, yeah, I think that's maybe not ever to beat, but you know, um, I think you're right. I think that was, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think they were the first ones. 
Yeah. But, a... I mean, who knows? I'm, I'm penciling in the same, dude. I'm penciling in Boston out of the east and, and um, Golden State out of the west, and then it's a dogfight from there, right? If everybody stays healthy, like you said. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see. It's brand new season, so welcome to it, I guess, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Let's. Uh, I mean, we're now. Now, see, this is what we're talking about, Mister Santos. We are just clipping along now, man. It's now. It's like riding a bike. You know, we get in, we Absolutely. get a little squirrely yeah. at the beginning, and now, now I feel I'm feeling comfortable behind the microphone again. And in about 41 minutes, the training wheels have been put back on the bike, and they've they're already back off. So we're we're in good shape. That's right. Yeah, we 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 took the training wheels off, fell at the end of the driveway, scratched. Now they're back off, and we're you know we're going over jumps now, but <laughs> week seven of the NFL season, um, uh, you know, I was thinking about this today. Are we? Are we? When I say we, um, of course we're speaking of our New England Patriots, right? Um, that's that's. I mean, if you don't like that, you hang up now. Um, <laughs> are we four and four and two or three and three? I can't remember. I think we're four and two. Correct. Four and two. Correct. Yeah. Four yeah. and two. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if, if we lost another one in there, but, um, you know, now that I'm looking at it, no, I, I know we're four and two. So, um, this week, I think, you know, I think we had a pretty tough, I'm, I'm nervous about this week coming off a, a big game, um, on Sunday night, I'm just pulling one out. Thank God for Tom and the boys, man. Uh, four and two, we played. <clears throat> excuse me, we played the five and zero oh Kansas City Chiefs um, in New England. I think if that's in, um, if that's in Arrowhead or whatever it is, I think we're in trouble. But um, you know, I think um, this week could be a letdown game for for the boys. Could be wrong. Um, I'm hoping I'm. Of course, I'm hoping I'm. I am wrong. But it makes me nervous. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's a there's a lot of teams out there that you really just can't get a good read on for week to week. Um, you know, look at look at teams like Jacksonville. Jacksonville comes out firing on all cylinders week two, and I I know the Patriots didn't have Edelman, they didn't have. Uh, Josh Gordon playing yet? They made the Patriots look bad in that game. Yeah, they. they I mean, bad. Us. Uh, then they go into Dallas this past weekend and lose forty to seven. I mean, huh? <laughs> I mean, why? Why is it Blake Bortles looks like complete garbage against every single team, but whenever he plays against the Patriots, he looks like. Dan Marino back there, just winging the ball all over the place that what, you know, at will. I think it's, I think that's a compliment to the Patriots, though, man. Everybody wants to play up to their level, and everybody knows they are, well, that's, you know, the the cream of the crop. Well, that that's great, but you know what? Whenever you're playing other good teams, you know, show up. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> don't don't go, you know, don't go in to play the Chiefs and get pounded there. You know, it's it's one of those it's one of those deals. It's like. You know, the uh, Jacksonville, you know, like I mentioned before, they beat up the Patriots week two. Week three, they have a home game, so they didn't go anywhere. Two home games back-to-back, and they lose to the Tennessee Titans 9-6. to six. Ugh, really? <laughs> You're 
you're going to put up 30-something on the Patriots and make the Patriots look like a bunch of chumps, and you're, you're going to get only held the six points. And by the way, you know, for those math majors out there, that's two field goals. <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, uh, unbelievable. And I think, I think Blake Bortles had more turnovers against the Cowboys than they actually had points. I, I just, I, I can't get a read on half of these teams this year. You know, like the, you know, the Bears absolutely destroy Tampa. They have a bye week. They come back from the bye week and play the Dolphins, who are starting Brock freaking Osweiler. Again this week, too. Yeah. But they, they, they lose. I mean, how how can you beat these good teams? I mean, you, they were a play maybe two minutes or a couple of plays away from knocking off Green Bay week one, you know, the game where Aaron Rodgers, I think, died in the first half and then came back to life in the second half and led, you know, brought Green Bay back. Does what, you know, you um, had a cut. I was just going to say does what um, Aaron Rodgers does. I don't know, man. I th- I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of overrated. I know that's I, I not going to be def- a popular take, but I think he's a little overrated. Definitely on the, uh, um, definitely on the down, you know, coming on the, the backside of his career. I agree with that. But, you know, then like I said, you know, you're, you make, you know, Fitz Magic look completely pedestrian. They beat they beat Tampa what like it was like forty eight to ten or something like that. I mean it was absurd. You know, like I said, then you have a bye week. If you come off a bye week and you're going up against Brock Osweiler, you should not be losing that game. I don't care where it is. I don't care if you're playing in Brock Osweiler's backyard as a family reunion of Osweilers. <laughs> you should not be losing that game. Of Osweilers, that's the greatest line of the night. What? Let me ask. What happened with um? With uh, Tannehill down there, did he did he get hurt? Did I miss something, or did he just get benched? I I, I didn't hear anything. I I thought it was an injury. That's what I thought too. But I'm gonna have to. Because, we're, we're gonna have to they've been, because they because they've been pretty decent. I thought. I mean, yeah, they looked like garbage against the Patriots, but you know they were undefeated before that game. Yeah, he's ruled out, so he he's injured. Um, you know, so it's not a benching. So I, I guess I don't remember seeing him get injured. Be, it, and all of a sudden, Brock Osweiler's in last week and leading leading the, the Dolphins to a W. I was really thinking we were going to get we were going to you know get one of those games back against Miami. That you know, I mean, I think we're in good shape now. But um, you know, I mean, I, I thought for sure I could just pencil in the W for for um, the Bears. But but who knows, man. Yeah, I mean, the so, Bears' defense is good. So, I mean, obviously, I, that's, you know, whenever you have a good defense going up against the Patriots' offense, eh, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it's you never know what you're going to get, kind of like uh, Forrest Gump's box of chocolate. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, they they should be good, be decent. I mean, you know, the the trick for the Patriots is get the ball out quick. 
Don't have Brady standing back there for many seconds, you know, trying to look for somebody. You know, if it's not, if it's there deep, great, throw it. If it's not, you know, dump it off to James White or, you know, normally, let's face it, Edelman isn't that far away from the line of scrimmage either. You know, throw it to him. You know, don't stand back there and hold it because guess what? These guys have a pretty decent pass rush. They'll get in there mm-hmm. and disrupt some stuff if, uh, you know, if they're not careful. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing for me, though, is the Patriots' defense. Can they please just show up and do something against these young, young quarterbacks? I am, I'm sick and tired of always hearing how good Belichick is against these young quarterbacks because guess what? Half the time, the Patriots almost lose the games or probably (laughs) should lose the games against these guys. So I don't care what the record is. Just make Mitchell Trubisky look like a little four-year-old in this game. I mean, that's what I want to see. I want to, you know, kind of like, I mean, let's face it. I mean, they, you know, for the first half of that game against Kansas City, that's kind of what I wanted to see. You know, the bend but don't break. Not, you know, you're giving up some big plays, but you know what? Once they get inside the, you know, 25, it, it's it's harder for him to throw the ball around. I mean, look, he he made mistakes. He overthrew guys. He underthrew guys in the first half. But, I mean, hell, in the second half, they come out, and he's throwing the ball all over the yard like he owns the place. And that's the yeah, kind that's of true. stuff that – and that's the kind of stuff that, as a Patriots fan, that's what worries me. I mean, the – you know, the, the offense is going to do their thing. I mean, I think with, you know, Gordon can keep his head out of the grass and, you know, every, everybody else can kind of stay healthy. They're, they're going to put up points. I mean, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The defense needs to show up and not let, you know, pedestrian quarterbacks like Blake Bortles or Mitchell Trubisky or anybody that the Bills throw out there, or whoever is the quarterback for the Dolphins the next time they play, or Sam Darnold, or anybody else like that, you know, beat them. Do I expect whenever they have to play Pittsburgh, it's going to be back and forth? Yeah. Um, you know, they play Green Bay. Is that going to be like a back and forth? Unfortunately, yeah, it will be. They have to play Minnesota. That game scares me more than this one. Because Minnesota has some stud receivers on that team. I'll tell you the one reason I am most worried about Chicago is there's a guy on the Chicago Bears named Khalil Mack. And he he is a game changer, man. And, and you know, if if they make Brady uncomfortable back there, I, I I think it's going to be a long day, man. I mean, our offensive line is not the greatest thing on planet Earth, man. I mean, you know, I, I get, you know, Brady in the, the internal clock and dumping it off if he can't find, you know, his first one or two options. But it just it just makes me real, real nervous with Khalil Mack running around on that field, man. Right, but the thing you, the thing you might have forgotten, we hear that all the time. The Khalil Max, J.J. Watt, um, who else? Uh, Mathis and Freeney with the Colts. You know, there there have always been guys out there. That's true. That 
should be able to get up. I mean, the only people that did it in games that mattered were the, the New York Giants defensive line. Were they able to – they had four really talented guys. Those four guys were consistently in that backfield, you know, blowing the five offensive linemen out of the way. You know, a four-on-five, that shouldn't be happening. And and look, I mean, that cost them two Super Bowls because I'll tell you what. I mean, how how far has Eli Manning fallen? I mean, that guy – Oh, Christ. His own, his own teammates don't want him out there. Last year, the whole city was in an uproar whenever he got benched for a, a start of a game. And now I, w- I think the whole franchise wishes that they would just do it again and put, and put my boy Kyle freaking Laletta in there. <laughs> you, you were all over Kyle Laletta coming, out, coming in the draft here. So. I'm, I'm, I'm still pissed off the Patriots didn't take him. <laughs> I think. Um, let me ask this quick question before we, we, we get moving on. I'm gonna, I, you know, you asked me something before we went on, on the air. Are you going to surprise? Are you going to spring something at me? The answer is yes. Now I'm sorry. Um, let me let me ask you this. After two games, how does Josh Gordon look to you? He he looks pretty good to me. I mean, he's a good option to have. Fast as hell. I hear people saying he's Randy Moss. Well, hold on, people, hold on. Don't try to don't try to sell me on this guy as Randy Moss. You know, Randy Moss came in and he was an impact player from day one. This guy's good. Let's see him run a couple of routes other than just hey, go straight. Hey, in the middle of a play when the play is breaking down, but Brady has enough time to knit a sweater back there. <laughs> and he just, and he just like directs him to run at it towards the corner and hits him. Okay, that's different. But you know, I, I just want to, I just kind of want to see when it counts. How's he going to do? There were a couple of plays in the game against uh, the Chiefs that they, the two of them weren't on the same page yet. You know, somebody, there was one. They were, I want to say. It might have been third quarter, and they ended up having to settle for a field goal. They uh, it was like third and goal from about the four. You know, Brady dropped back the pass, and uh, it was one of those like the back line route where Gordon ran to like the back line and then ran along the back line towards one of the corners. And there was an open spot. All he had to do was basically stand there, and that's where Brady was trying to throw the ball to. But he didn't stop. He kept going. And I think he tried to adjust last minute, and it did hit his fingers. But, I mean, let's face it. That's one of those. That was uh, that was four points off the board right there. Because, like I said, they ended up just kicking a chip shot field goal. But, you know, like I said, as of right now, him and Brady, they're not on the same page per se. I think they'll get there. You know, we're still – I mean, it's only week seven. You know, we're not even halfway through this puppy yet, and they still have a bye week. So I think that uh, with a little bit more time, you know, they'll, they'll be on the same page. And once they're on the same page, I would say look out because it could be somewhat close to them with Randy Moss. He's, he's easily head and shoulders above the Ocho Cinco exp- failed experiment. I mean, that was a train wreck. 
Agreed. He's he's way above that. You know the oh, who was the other one? Joey Galloway. Uh, we're we're way we're way above that. I like I said. I think I for, having I forgot about having him. Edelman back. Having Edelman back. You know, and look. I mean, look at how well Hogan did this past game. You get like I like I was saying. You get Edelman back. That op- that'll open up all of these other guys. And you know, a name we really haven't heard was Philip Dorsett. You know, he was decent against the uh, decent against the Dolphins. You know, but uh, didn't really hear a peep out of him in that game against the Chiefs. So we'll see. They have weapons. I mean, that's that's the exciting part, and that's why I'm thinking. You know, this defense that they have can be a little off. You know, and give up points. You know, but once in a while they're going to have to make it more than just one stop and force one punt because the Patriots are going to get theirs. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That that hasn't changed. You know, in the last ten, fifteen years. I mean, let's yeah, face Patriots- it. The first couple, the first couple years, Brady was he he wasn't the main the main attraction that he had, he became because because of the weapons that he had. But that's true. You know, over the last ten, fifteen years, I mean, that's a juggernaut offense. There have been a few up there with them. A lot of times, that offense bails out the defense. And that's and you know, if, if they're gonna if they're gonna get far this year in the playoffs, maybe get back to the Super Bowl, the defense is gonna have to pull its weight a little bit, especially after seeing who else is actually gonna be there with them in the playoffs. That is what that is what gets me. It's who's gonna be there. Because I'll tell you what, after the first couple of games, you know, get, and talk about somebody else getting their legs under them, you know, Deshaun Watson in Houston. They're coming back around. You know, they were, you know, they weren't that great against the Patriots in the first week. I mean, the score was probably a little bit closer than it should have been. But, you know, they started off, what, like 0-2, 0-3? And mm-hmm. they've, looked pretty, they've looked pretty solid since then. So they're going to be around because, let's face it, the worst, conf- or the worst division in the NFL right now uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're AFC South with the the Colts, the Jaguars, the Titans, and the Texans. And unfortunately, you know, I, I you know after the Patriots game against Jacksonville, I would have said Jacksonville all day wins that division. Hell, as of right now, it's up in the air. I mean, the only team that, that I know of right now that kind of just is really out of it is the Colts. And the Colts have the best quarterback, I think, in the division. Yeah. And he looks good again. I mean, it's good to see yeah. him back. You know, it's good to see him back in the field. I mean, the guy, you know, the guy's a baller. The guy, you know, I like watching him play. And he looks good. But, man, oh, man, he cannot – they cannot get him help. It just it, – it, it, it sucks for him. Yeah, it, it does. I, I was going to say does. earlier – the Patriots' best defense is their offense, really. Um, you know, like like you said, I think you said it a couple times, the bend but don't break philosophy. Um, we usually that's usually the the way the game starts off, bend but don't break, and then by the end of the the game, where you know it's tied up with 39 seconds to go, and we gotta pray to God that Gronkowski catches a ball 
a ball in traffic, you know, I mean, it's just, right. you know, to win 43-40, you know, I mean, I'll take it, don't get me wrong, I'll take a W, but after a while, I mean, it's going to catch up to us, so, um, right. like you said, our defense needs to step up, our defense needs to make plays, um, you know, when plays need to be made, third and three, third and eight, let's not give up a first down, you know what I mean, um, I mean, you know, get a get a stop, get a get a turnover, block a kick, something. Um, you know, like we were talking off off the air again. Uh, Belichick always starts off, you know, all three phases of the game if they're good or they're bad and whatever. I mean, one of these days, I that's that's poor for me to say because it happens more regularly than a lot of these other teams. But I was just going to say one of these days, I'd like them to come up there and just say, you know, we're on to Cincinnati or, you know, insert whatever team here and really mean it because there's, there's nothing to talk about. Um, you know, everybody shined and, and it, like I said, it happens more with our team than it does others, but you know, four and two looking pretty poor early on getting Edelman back. Gordon, I asked you what you think of Gordon because I, the you know his game number two clearly was way better than game number one. I'd like to see him involved a little bit more. I'd like to see Brady looking his way a little bit more. I get it. The trust isn't there yet. I get it. Um, you know, you my jaw hit the hit the table here when you said you think he could he could be another Randy Moss experiment. And, and that I mean that that's a great compliment. Randy Moss is a Hall of Fame receiver. Um, you know, he's very established coming to New England, which Josh Gordon is not. But, I mean, I'll take it, man. If if that's what he could be, if that's his potential, then who's going to get that out of him besides Belichick and Brady? Right. That's exactly it. Exactly so, it. So, moving on to I'm going to I'm going to pick 5 games on the NFL schedule this week, and I want you to give just not against the spread, um just just um, straight up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna expect the Nathan Santos analysis and a game winner. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> we just talked to him. We both are going with the Pats, obviously, so we're not going to do that one. Um, let's see, Carolina and the Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles. Okay. Because they're at home and because I just I just think they're right right now they're more consistent. You know, Carolina, you just you know, like like we were saying, you know, when I mentioned last time about, you know, pumping the brakes on Patrick Mahomes. Uh exhibit exhibit A, Your Honor, Cam Newton. <laughs> he had one phenomenal year. We knew he had the potential before that to have a really big year. He has said year, and dude's basically been irrelevant since then. And that was, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Three, yeah. I, I just never know which guy is going to show up every week. You know, so That's I can't. very true. I, just, I, can't, I can't take him. Fair enough. Um, on to the next. Cleveland Browns, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is really interesting. Um, Tampa is at home. Right. Tampa's at home and they're a three point favorite. So that means in a neutral field, they would be a, it would be a pick 'em game. Um, That's right. 
I just I, I think that right now Cleveland is just a little bit inexperienced. Um, I think they play really well at home. Can play decent on the road too, but I think right now Baker Mayfield, as good as I think he could be, still can't shy away from making a big mistake whenever it counts. Uh, it's like I said, they're better when they're at home, so maybe it's a little bit more quiet, not a raucous crowd there. I, ju- I just think he's going to make a mistake late in this game. So, uh, I mean, uh, I don't feel confident about this one at all, but I would I would take the Buccaneers. I agreed with you on the Pats. I agree with you on the Eagles. I disagree with you here. I'm taking the Browns. I think I, I think they're playing very, very well um, for the Browns. Um, I think they are, are going to get some wins here, and I think um, Tampa is in the prime spot for it, um, even on the road. Um, Minnesota – no, not Minnesota. I don't want to go to that one. Um, Denver at Arizona Thursday night. Tomorrow night, who do you like here? Um, Denver. Yeah, Denver for day. the sole reason of the defense. That's it. Yep. Although Arizona's defense isn't terrible. No, you're right. You're right, but, you know, again, you know, the one rookie quarterback that most people don't know of, Josh Rosen, and unfortunately there's a reason why you don't know him that well. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, we'll go – I can't go the Giants and the Falcons because the Falcons are going to just absolutely that, manhandle them. Did, did the NFL fans do something bad that were being punished with that as a Monday <laughs> night game? That's our Monday night game. I feel, I feel uh, like I feel like I need to be put in timeout instead of watch that game. I would, I, you know what? I would rather accept being in timeout for three hours instead of watching that game. The, the Giants were on last Thursday and absolutely got manhandled there by the Eagles, and now they're going to get manhandled again on the road um, in Atlanta. So I mean, you know, <laughs> thanks, thanks NFL schedule maker. Um, the Rams got Saquon Barkley. That's true. That's very true. I. You know, if he was on any other team, the guy wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, but I think that guy's coming out of New England. So, um, the Rams at the 49ers. Well, I'll tell you what. Before the Monday night game this past week, I would have said Rams all day. Even even with something called a C.J. Beathard at quarterback, <laughs> the 49ers – Looked pretty good. However, Something called a CJ it, was, it was one quarterback basically throwing to one receiver. That was it. There's your, ladies and gentlemen, your, as of right now, October 17th, 2018, that is your San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> CJ Beathard to Marquise Goodwin. Thank you. That's it. Isn't Goodwin, isn't Goodwin out this week, too? I'll tell you what, if he's out, I mean, I just wasted a minute and a half talking up the 49ers to simply say the Rams are going to end up winning this game. <laughs> I think I want to say that I saw something that he was out. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to, I'm going to even take it even further. If Marquise Goodwin is out, 49ers have zero chance of winning this game. <laughs> um, 0.0. Zero. <laughs> zero, zero. Um, it does not. 
it does not look like he is out. I am sorry. I apologize. Um, I apologize for that. He is not out. So um, I'm, I'm going to take the Rams, dude. The Rams, the Rams are a good, good football team. Um, the, to my me, dad, the Rams are just one of those teams that you just don't pick against. That's right. This year. My, Unless somebody, my dad, one of their top four guys gets hurt, that's it. Yep. I agree. This is when this is the this team. And I'm not likening them to this. I'm just saying I'm referencing them. This team is the the, the Patriots when they went undefeated. Um, you know this this team is just nasty all around. Um, the, but the big four, or I'm sorry, they're nasty on both offensive defense. But they start losing a couple players here and there, and it's it's season over for them boys. But right now, I don't think anybody stops them. So who are you taking in this game, the Rams or the Niners? Marquise Grissom is playing. Or good one, I mean. Okay, so, uh, you know, he's playing. So I'm going to say 98.6, you know, human body temperature. Uh, 98.6% chance that the 49ers still lose this game. <laughs> and let me just Rams. tell you something. If you don't learn something here on, on Santos in London – that's your fault. 98.6, ladies and gentlemen, is the human body temperature. Unless, unless and <laughs> <laughs> last but or, not least. Or unless you're just really frozen inside like me. You, you're just cold-hearted. Um, the, I'm going to say it. The Vikings at the Jets. You know what? Like I said before, you know, teams that you just never know who's going to show up, the the – Bipolar, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. That's both of these teams. Exactly. Uh, every 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 part of my being is telling me the Vikings. That's exactly what I'm thinking too. But the but Vikings Darnold are the team tw- that got completely destroyed by the Bills at home. But Donald is playing really well. Yeah. You're right. He is. It's 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 just one of those things. Like I just, and that's the problem. You know, I do a pick'em thing at work for football. It's like I'm not doing great at all. You know, I had I had a chance of winning week two, but I, uh, you know, stupid me thought that uh, the Seahawks would beat the Bears on Monday Night Football, which you know didn't happen, but. I, there, there are just teams that you just can't pick right, and the, the Jets for me are one of them. Because I mean, honestly, yeah, they beat Detroit week one. Week two, I had Miami going up there and beating them, which happened. But then you know, I I don't know their schedule off the top of my head, but I know that they played Denver and beat Denver. I mean, they're just beating teams that I'm just like, huh. You know, they, the Colts, I, I kind of thought that the Colts would go in there and and win. I mean, that I think the Jets won by seven, but let's face it, it was, I think at one point it was like 44 to 20 and ended up 44 to 37 or something like that. So, yeah, not you're not fooling me, um, Andrew Luck. <laughs> prevent defense, baby, prevent defense. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what that is. So, so I mean – you know, gun to my head, who am I picking? I, I got to, I got to stick to the Vikings. I, I don't know why. I, I mean, like I said, that's one of those games I have absolutely zero confidence in. Would it surprise me if the Jets won? Yeah, not really. But I, I still, I still just picture the, 
the Vikings as that dominant team. I mean, hell, the, the Vikings went into Philly a couple of weeks ago and pulled out a win there. So I, I, I got to go. I got to go Vikings. Fair enough. Um, onward. I am. T- well, let me let me just say I am going against you. I am taking the Jets. Um, I have our picks written down. We'll check and see how we did next week here on Santos in London. But right now. We have something to do. We don't have any audio clips here. Um, they didn't get uploaded, so we'll have to work on that for next week. But um, um, it is time. I mean, we are way past time, but tonight is just a little uh, different show, I guess. Um, it is time for our cr- critically acclaimed Shut Up and Listen segment brought to you by um, It's Hot as Hell Out Here in Florida.com. Um, we, um, <laughs> we are, our Shut Up and Listen is very simple. Um, Santos and London get ticked off and we get angry and we just want to tell whomever we decide to shut up and listen, whether it be me for eating too much and not being able to see my feet or whether it be for the driver on the street that just shut up and listen. Mr. Santos, would you like to go first? Uh, no, I, I will defer and, and take the ball in the second half. Okay. Um, <laughs> My shut up and listen has nothing to do with sports. It has everything to do with politics. And my grandmother, God rest her soul, told me you never talk about some specific things in a bar. She was a drunk. She pickled herself to death. Religion and politics. Well, we're not in a bar, and I need to tell I don't even know where to begin who to tell to shut up and listen. But Ray, I guess we're just going to say, shut up and listen, Donald Trump. Um, I, I know, I, I don't know if many of you know this, but I voted Republican. I voted Donald Trump. So I'm sorry. Um, I, I, here's my reasoning behind that. I voted Donald Trump because I didn't want um, a lifelong politician in there. I didn't think... He could be um, quite as terrible as he is. Um, I mean, he's done some good things. Don't don't get me wrong. But I guess to shut up and listen that I am um, going for today, or my my shut up and listen today, I guess, I mean, if I could just speak, um, is in regards to the Stormy Daniels situation that is going on. And shut up and listen, Donald Trump and his thumbs – for Twitter, um, take his goddamn phone away from him. <laughs> he he is the president of the United States of America, the president of the most powerful country in the world. And here is something he tweeted at 11.05 yesterday afternoon. Federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels' lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees. Here is his reply. At Fox News, great. Now I can go after Horseface and her third-rate lawyer in the great state of Texas. She will confirm the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me. A total con. Um, that's the our president of the now, now I had to look at that again to make sure it was from the real Donald Trump and, and his real Twitter account because I didn't know if my son tweeted that out who was eleven year hell the six year old um, we're calling we're the president of the United States of America 
um, again, in charge of the greatest country in the world, and you are going to stoop so low to call somebody names on Twitter. You called her horse face. Listen, I am no looker. I am not somebody that you want to, you know, I would turn your head twice if we were out in public. However, Donald Trump, I'm sure, has a mirror in the White House. He, I I mean, for Christ's sake, the man, I mean, I'm not going to (laughs) throw stones for living in a glass house, but, but this dude is calling a woman a horse face on Twitter. I mean, come I, on, man. I, I, are, I honestly we... thought that I, I thought that that was about uh, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> are we really in fifth grade? Did this girl steal your lunch money, you big bully? You know, I voted for this man because I really thought there, you know, our country is a business, and I wanted him to run it as such. I didn't realize that I was getting myself into a seventh grade pissing match with a whore and a, a dude that that wants to be on, on Twitter. I, I, and I'm sorry for my language, but I mean, that's basically, she's a porn star and he's seventh grade math, you know, in math class. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Donald Trump, your thumbs, your Twitter account, your hair, shut up and listen, man. Come on, dude. Get it together. That's it. That's all I got. Wow. Well, you know what they say. Come strong or don't come at all. That was a... <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, I see this and I'm like, really, dude? We're going to call somebody a horse? I mean, you just won a legal battle. You know, just, you know, just say now I'm going to pursue other legal options. That's all you would have to say. As much as I didn't care for Barack Obama, the man surely was very polished in front of a microphone or you know, speaking to the American people. This dude's calling people names, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like a like a little kid out there just like you said. This, you know, I won nanny nanny boo boo. I mean I'm almost expecting him to just to say that in a press conference. Absolutely. One of these days. Um I don't know where I'm gonna end on my shut up and listen. But uh you know, I don't know if you know about the whole big to-do going on this week. I guess it was started on Monday or Tuesday in the Fort Myers area. It's really, really crazy, and I, it's all about it's all about donuts. freaking donuts. donuts. For those of you who may, for those of you who may know, or have ever experienced a Krispy Kreme donut. Oh my God! I saw these stupid people sit in front of the store the other day. <laughs> they opened up a Krispy Kreme donuts place in Fort Myers, along one of the busiest roads that there could possibly be. And all I can say is, wait until all the snowbirds get get down here, because it's going to be a hell of a lot worse than it has been this week. Especially when you run a promotion of. What the, What was it? I mean, help me out if you heard. Was it first 10 people in line when it opened its doors for the first time got – they get a dozen donuts per week, per year. They had people camping out for this stuff. Yeah, I now, saw don't get them. Me, don't get me wrong. 
you know, fresh out of the whatever glazer or whatever. I don't know what the terminology is because I'm not that I'm not a big donut person. I can be, but I'm not. I don't know what it's called, but they're pretty damn good. You know, Krispy Kreme donuts, hot. It's like it's like heaven in your mouth. But to camp out days ahead of time, like you're camping out for Black Friday sales, which happen on Thanksgiving because you'd rather be in line in the cold on Thanksgiving than be with your family. <laughs> That's the same thing. That's what this is. Um, but not only that, um, there is a line of traffic. Basically, on a busy, on a busy three-lane street – the right lane where you would turn into this place, uh, yeah, forget it. Not happening. You might as well just go to the If you're not planning on going there, get in the damn left lane because you know what? You'll be stopped. It was, it was like at least half a mile to a mile long just to get into the damn parking lot. And Has then, it opened its doors yet? Oh, yeah, it was Monday. Monday or Tuesday it opened. Okay. It was a damn, it's a damn zoo. I drove by it today on my way to work. Thank the Lord I'm on the other side of, of, the, of the highway or the street, whatever you want to call it, to get in there. I could, I could barely see the building with all of the vehicles lined up and are going around it. It is unbelievable. And we have Dunkin' Donuts all over the place. We have, I don't even, I mean, I, like I said, I don't really go out for donuts all that much, so I don't really know what the hell's out there, but... I mean, come on, people. Fort Myers, hear me. <laughs> you don't need all these freaking donuts. They're like I said, yes, they're good. But come on, it's ridiculous. No, just go to work. Go do something. I I I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just like it's just like what you know people think of America. Stupid fat Americans. Uh, yeah, these people that are waiting for Christmas Kreme donuts. Yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> and it's not I, everybody. I mean, it's not everybody. It's the the people that are going every day. I mean, I I saw the news. They're interviewing people that have been there every single day this week. Come on, get a job. You know, if you are at Krispy Kreme donuts every day and you're not working at Krispy Kreme donuts every day. Uh, you might want to look in the mirror because you think you might have a problem. That's all. If you have, if you have any, if you need any help out there with you know Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, call our show. I will talk you off the ledge. I will give you other alternatives of what to eat than, other than that stuff. <laughs> um, because a I'm couple not, things. Because I'm not gonna. Because I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Somebody brought some in today to work. I had one. That was it. I had one. Somebody had three. I just looked at them, and I kind of wanted to fat shame them, but you can't do that at work. <laughs> Why Donald Trump does it? They, they, they look down on that. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, a couple things. Are you finished? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. It's just, okay. I, I, I'm just completely stunned by this whole thing. Okay, a couple things. Like three things, so bear with me here. I'm a fat guy. I don't, I, I'm not a huge donut guy. I would never wait in line for donuts. First things first. Secondly, 
if they're only giving to the 10 people, if you pull in and there's 10 people in front of you, don't you go home? I, I think you know they had consolation. I think they had consolation prizes for up to like a hundred. Ah, okay, okay. Because so, I saw yeah. these people. I was working the other day, and I I saw them. Like a, I thought I thought the store was open. It was on Monday actually, and uh, I'm driving by, and I look, and but I could see people were literally there was camp like tents out there. So I'm on board with you with this. There was people like waiting in line. And I'm like, they got to be giving away like something similar to this. And I, I just was like, if you know your number 100 and, you know, if they're only giving away 100 and you get there, just count. Just count. 105, I'm going home. Thirdly, finally, I was the general manager of a Buffalo Wild Wings in New York. And it was a brand new build. And we did a promotion. The first 100 people got. Um, six free chicken wings a week for a year. Um, and we had people literally camping outside. Um, I came to work one day and the, the place was just a zoo. People were playing football outside. People were, you know, tailgating, drinking beers, you know. And I just thought the exact same thing that you just thought. I'm like, listen, people, it's six chicken wings, man. It was like 574 or something. Like, you're going to, like get get a job. Go see go see your mom and dad. Go see your your grandparents. Go read a book. Do something different than wait for five dollars and seventy five cents for free. So I'm with you, brother. I'm on board with this. Um, bunch of knuckleheads. Thank you for the heads up. I know that I will not be going down that way. I will take a different route. Thank yeah, you. I, I would say for, I would say for like the next two weeks, I would say avoid that area at all costs. I, I shall do so. Thank you very much. I got that off my chest. It felt good, man. It feels good to get that stuff off. And that's one of the reasons I like shut up and listen segment of the show because it gives me a chance to like basically vent. It's good. That's yeah. It's always nice. Yeah. On to the next, and I think part of, partly the last. I think we there's plenty of enough, plenty of stuff, and enough to carry us. The last 35 minutes of the show, when I begin to speak of the WWE, whether it's I, I we talk Smack, we'll make it, we'll make oh, it. Oh yeah, <laughs> whether we talk SmackDown 1000, which was last night, which wasn't a terrible show, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, whether we talk about the all women's pay per view coming up, um, Evolution. Whether we talk about. Um, you know, whatever we talk about, whether we talk about a journalist being murdered in Saudi Arabia and the WWE having the crown jewel pay-per-view coming up there and should be backpedaling. I don't even know where you want to begin, Mr. Santos. You give me the topic and I'm coming, I'm coming at it. I'll tell you what, since it was fresh in our minds, let's, let's go with last night's thousandth episode of SmackDown, which... You know, you said wasn't, you know, how did you phrase it a couple of seconds ago? It wasn't terrible. Huh. On a scale of great to terrible, I'd give it like a terrible plus. <laughs> really? You didn't like it? Was No. I, I, and I think part of the problem is it's only two hours. Yeah, so they I think, yeah. I think, I think one of the, one of the benefits of having a three hour show like Raw does is that you can, you can attribute more to a three-hour show, like little pieces and stuff like that. 
it's it just seemed like with a thousand shows they probably could have done a lot more, in my opinion. Instead of just having, oh well, here are all the general managers in the back. Oh, here's you know, here's Edge coming out to talk to Becky Lynch or you know, the whole thing with evolution, I think that was entirely too long. You know, let's cut it down a little bit. Well, they're going to be setting up um, Triple H and Batista again. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask this question. Was, was Ellsworth there last night? He was rumored to be there, and I, I, I didn't – I, I got to be 100%. I didn't see him. You didn't, I see, didn't see him, him at all. Yeah, I, no. I got to be honest with you. I didn't see him at all either last night, and he was rumored to be there, um, which I kind of would have liked to see. But anyway um, – I, I got to be 100% um, transparent here. I really like the Truth TV segment of of the show. I think he's funny, man. I think he is, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of Carmella out there. She doesn't really add anything to me. But if you give me just, just truth, and then, because he, he doesn't take himself seriously. His character is very good, and he's very good at playing the, the airhead. He's funny to yeah. me, man. That, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. You know, he, he does a good job with that. And like I said, Carmella, really, what does she do? Um, but I just thought that was a great segment to kick off the show, get all the McMahons out there. And, they ha- you know, they didn't beat the whole, this is the thousandth, you know, episode, and it's you. And, you know, Shane O'Mac did that a little bit. But, um, you know, the whole the whole dance break with Vince breaking it, that was funny, man. Um, I, I appreciated that. And, you know, I didn't hate the show last night. I really didn't. I mean, Big Show coming back, I don't understand that. Um, helping the New Day, or I'm sorry, helping the bar um, beat the New Day for the, the SmackDown championships. I didn't really get that. I don't really understand why, um, what they're going to do with that. Well, but, you know. well, honestly, it was the thousandth episode of SmackDown, and it was also the thousandth heel face turn for the Big Show. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> clearly what that was. <laughs> Well played, young man. Well played. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a that's a great point, man. Big Show comes, you know. He wait wait till next week. He'll be he'll be a face again for Christ's sake. You know, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that was good. Well played. Um, I mean that guy. He's 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 changed more than like I've changed underwear since he's been no, around. He's, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, in 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 the whole um, evolution. Um, segment there, I, you know, I, I don't understand what Flair was talking about, man. Did you hear him? He was, he was talking about something. Uh, unfortunately, Flair to me just always seems like he's drunk, even when he's really not. He just he just walks around like he's a drunk guy. I, I don't get him. <laughs> um, you know, and then and then we get um, the, the one thing I don't like about stuff like last night, the the specialty shows, is you get people coming out like Randy Orton. Um, Randy Orton is supposed to be, you know, right now he's he's probably one of the biggest heels with, with Kevin Owens gone, um, being out for possibly eight months. Man, I read something today that Owens had surgery on both of his knees and could be out for eight months. Um, wow. You know, that's kind of, I mean, that's that's going to suck. He's gonna that'll, That means he'll mess WrestleMania. Um, yeah. But but Orton coming out and you know he's supposed to be 
one of the biggest heels out there right now. And, you know, he's come out and laughing with these guys and, you know, breaks kayfabe and things, but whatever. I mean, I get it. Um, you know, the whole, um, was it last night? Maybe, was it Monday night? I can't remember. See, I always get these people confused. No, it was last night with, um, with Lita and Stratus. That was last night, right? No, that was Monday because they brought out, Monday. um, yeah, they brought out, what's her name? Bliss and uh, Mickey James. That was I, I, that was painfully bad. Before I forget, that was painfully it was. bad. It was, it was. You're right. But but the thing, but the thing with Trish Stratus, the thing with Trish Stratus, even in her heyday, she she wasn't a mic talker because they didn't give any of the women back then any time to talk. Yeah, and the Christian matches were only four minutes long. Right, right. So I mean, that's. You know, people that like Trish Stratus cheer for her because of, you know, the ring work that she did, not because of the story, I mean, not because of her talking on the mic. So I kind of just, you know, look past it because, that's, I mean, both of, the, both of them, even Lita, that, that's not, that wasn't their thing. Yeah, I, I, I just felt like, like that, should have, that should have been cut way down. I mean, that, that was painful. Um, yeah. But give me give me why you didn't like last night. I, I mean, because I, I, I'm struggling. I kind of I kind of like the show. Well, I just I think it really has to do with just the overall stuff that they're putting out there nowadays. You know, it's they just have too much going on. You know, they have you know the the women's evolution pay per view. They have. You know the crown jewel event. You know it's all it's always something. You know, and it's to me it's just, it's they, they're trying to just promote too many things all at once. You know, just give me. You know, I mean, I was I was the guy. I mean, between you and I, a couple of weeks ago was saying I want the Raw pay per view. I want the SmackDown pay per view separate each month. Yeah, you. Yeah, but they're, but they're but they're talking about so many different things so far in advance, and I'm just like, can we just do one pay per view a month? Can we do one? I mean, and stop trying to sell me on, oh the the one in Australia, and now it's you know, to me, and and call me like, you know, when Rusev was back in his heyday as a heel. Call me stupid American. If the pay-per-view isn't on a Sunday night, does it really happen? You know, if the tree falls in the forest and there's nobody else around, does it it make a sound? If the pay-per-view isn't on Sunday night where I can freaking watch it on a Sunday night, uh, to me it doesn't happen. Sorry, I'm not waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to watch a damn thing that they're trying to sell me as a pay-per-view. Yeah, that that there's no way I'm waking up. What was it like five o'clock in the morning or something like something, that? Something like that. And to me, I'm just like you know, not I'm not buying it. Yeah, this thing that's going to be in Saudi Arabia. I remember the last time if it's still in Saudi Arabia because of everything that's going on. If it's still there, I know the last time it was like a Friday at noon. It was on. Guess what? The majority of your American viewing audience, they got something else going on around Friday at noon. And it's called work. So don't expect us to get all jacked up over some stupid thing you're trying to tell us as a pay-per-view, and it's really not. 
Well, this would it be in Saudi Arabia. Me, so, so it's so it's that. But hold on, let me get to my point about the whole no. thousand ahead, show. Bro. Yeah, I was a fan of The Rock. That was basically his baby. I don't care where he is. I don't want to see just a text or a, a tweet from The Rock. Yeah, he needs to be there. If you're if you're going to show all of the Stone Cold Steve Austin clips, guess what? He his ass needs to be there. If you're going to – oh, who was the other one? There was somebody else, too, that they kept showing all the time. Um, and no, not Eddie Guerrero. I know Eddie Guerrero couldn't be there. Um, <laughs> That's, you're going to hell for that. I know. I know. There was somebody else. But they, they kept showing a lot of clips of that wasn't there. And yeah, Brock Lesnar was one, but that's not who I was thinking of. There was somebody else. Like JBL. JBL. They, how many times did they show him during the course of all those little like vignettes that they kept, you know, the, the replays? He was, it was quite a bit. Right. You mean to tell me JBL can't be there? It's just, He's born somebody somewhere else. <laughs> I, I know. But, you know, my, my thing is, you know, just get some people there. You know, if these people were such a big deal and you can get Batista, who, let's face it, I mean, Batista, like he said right off the start, he didn't want to be there. Yeah, he has issues with WWE, and that's why he left. If you can get him to come back, you can get Ric Flair out of the bar to come in. <laughs> Hell, you can get The Undertaker to basically come down, take five minutes to get to the damn ring to say 12 words, then to walk back away? Come on. That ending was a joke. That was, that was poor. If you want to have, have The Undertaker do something like that, do it to start the 9 o'clock hour. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? And then this whole thing of the World Cup of wrestling. Oh, it's terrible. The World Cup. The, the World Cup. Um, how many people not born in the United States are in this thing. You mean to tell me you couldn't have Rusev beat the Miz? You couldn't have Finn Balor somehow get in? You know, I mean, although I don't really like the guy and I and I understand why you have um Nakamura lose to uh Rey Mysterio, I get it. But if you're trying to tell me King of Strong Style and having the guy win the damn Royal Rumble, I'm sorry, Nakamura needs to be in this somehow. And it almost just seems like, you know, you know, let's face it. I mean, this whole thing was originated from somebody in Saudi Arabia that has money that's paying for it. Did they basically just say, hey, this is who we want to see? Because that's the way it seems. I just wait a minute. That, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. It almost to me, it just seems like with this whole World Cup of wrestling to try to pinpoint who the best wrestler is. You know, to have John Cena, you know, given a first round bye into the tournament itself or to the match. You know, I was asking somebody in it Saudi almost, Arabia. It almost, it, almost, it almost just seems like somebody in Saudi Arabia said, "Hey, Vince." We want to have a match. This is what we want to call it. Oh, These I gotcha. are the eight people we want in it. I see what you're saying. Because to me, it just seems like Vince would have more, more – he would do more to spread it out a little bit. I mean, how dumb is it? You have 
seven guys that are basically American and one guy that's Mexican. And you're saying you're taking the best wrestlers in the world to fight to see who the best guy is. Well, for starters, I mean, I'm sorry. If you don't have the champions of your freaking thing in this match, how dumb do you look? So, like, all the stuff that they're doing, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And unfortunately, when you have Tom Phillips sit there like a damn robot and say, oh, the World Cup, it's to show who the best one is, the best, the best wrestler in the world. Dude must have said that 14 times yesterday. It's like everything that they're doing is just ruining these shows. And it's like, I just think when you don't have the star power back there for this show, you don't have any quality. I mean, there, there were no quality matches. There, I mean, you would think that, I mean, if, you, if you're saving the quality match of the night for Rey Mysterio versus Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. But, but you've got to give me more. I mean, it's a thousand show. I want all the bells and whistles. I want everything. To have these guys come back and have no fireworks, I felt bad for Edge. He looked like an idiot doing all of his pre-walk-down-the-ramp you know, pre walk down the ramp garbage with no freaking pyro. Get something going there. I mean, go big, Vince McMahon. It's just... Well... I, ju- I, just, I just think they could have done more. And yeah, I know they only have two hours, minus commercials. But to give us... You know, the one match of the night with title implications where there's a title changing hands, the bar fighting the New Day for the 18,746th time. (laughs) Give me a damn break. And then have the big show come out again. I mean, the big show is the biggest joke in the whole WWE. That character is a joke. His one clip from the thousand episodes of SmackDown is the big boss man pulling up to the big show's dad's funeral, chaining the coffin as it's getting ready to be lowered into the ground to his police car and then driving away with it. There's your big show clip from thousand episodes of SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen, right there. (laughs) Like, come on, this guy, he hasn't been relevant in 10 years. To have him come out and be the sole cause of the, the titles changing hands on this epic show is laughable. I, I just think, and, and to start off, to have the first match of the night be AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan on the same team, so we can say, oh, hey, it's, it's the Usos, they're back. Come on. You know, if anything, your champion and your biggest baby face need to go last. I, I don't know. I, I just think it was poorly put together. Well, that's all. Let me, that's all. Let me, I don't even know where to begin because I really, like I was really kind of getting into it and I was feeling all warm and fuzzy seeing all the vignettes and seeing all the people that I grew up watching and, you know, all this stuff. And, 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 I hated the show now that that, <laughs> that you that you broke it down for me. I mean, honestly, I I you and our our relationship as um, you know co-hosts and friends and and WWE fans and things it has always been um, 
to on, on either side of the spectrum. You know, I watch it as the entertainment purposes, and you watch it as like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like like a business, which you know, I can't. I it's, it's I don't that, think either one of them is. It's that, but I, I also wanted to tell me a story that makes sense. Fair enough. That's no, no, no. I, that's kind of where I'm at. Give me, give me a second to, to finish because I'm going to pull it all yeah, together. Gotcha. Right, go um, all you. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I actually think it's actually pretty good because we, you know, I think sometimes I come to you with some things about, about the entertainment aspect and you come to me with the storyline. Like, like this, for instance, I really went into it last night. Like, like they hooked me last night, the first, uh, the first segment with the McMahons and, and truth TV hooked me for the show. Like they could have, they could have ran like a pile of shit out there and I would have been like, Oh, that's kind of fun. Uh, you know, because that's what I was looking for last night. The thousandth episode is supposed to be fun and everybody's supposed to have a good time, but I'm, you're absolutely right. We're coming into major pay-per-views and major things here. We're going to start coming in, you know, in the next couple months here in, to, to WrestleMania season, and they're going to start pulling some storylines together, man. I am not going to get up and watch this event on, on what is it, Sunday? I'm not going to wake up in the morning and do this football. I, I mean, that's, yeah, next week, I think, is when they do it. Yeah, I'm not going to get up and watch this Saudi Arabia thing. I, you know, I... If they go so there. <laughs> I, I, so, yeah, true. I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit here, you know, but, um, you know, I appreciate your your... Um, your realism when it comes to sports entertainment, because, you know, I enjoy the entertainment aspect, but, but the entertainment for me was really truly was the first segment of the night. And then if I, and then if I really stop and think about it would be the last match of the night with Mysterio and Nakamura. That was fun for me. That was a good match. So in between, they jammed a bunch of garbage down my throat. And you're absolutely right. And I didn't think of it like that. And, you know, I, and, and I always appreciate your, your, your candor and your whatever. Sometimes I think you're a little hard on them and in the whole aspect, but, but I think you're right on with this man. And after, and after listening to you and, and letting you kind of go with it, I, I, I agree with you. And, and the two hour thing, nothing more drives me crazy than when they, they put the split screens up, the picture and picture there. And then they come back and then, and they'll do that for every match of the night, except the main event. They'll go to regular commercial during the main event, or, you know, they'll come back from commercial and go right to a, right to a pinfall. It's like, what are you doing, man? Um, You know, so uh, yeah, I mean, so give me, I mean, The Rock, I 100% agree with you. The Rock needs to be there last night. You know, John Cena looks like he, you know, he's on chemotherapy or something. He, he looks terrible. I mean, the guy, like, is drawn out. His face is all thin, and he's got hair now. I mean, he looks ridiculous. And he's giving me some song and dance. I don't want to see Cena. I want to see The Rock come out and, and give me 10 minutes of great mic work. And then, you know, get a cool half a million bucks and go home. I, whatever. Whatever you got to do, get him there. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I think I think they they kind of fed us a, a, a pile of mess, you know, like an Oreo full of poop for me anyway. Um, they give me Truth TV, which makes me laugh, and then they give me a great match at the end, and then they send me home with the Undertaker. Rest in peace. Beat it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thought too. 
I hated it. I hated the fuck. I hated the thing. Yep. Now I'm all fired up. At least I had my shut up and listen for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what you really think of this this whole evolution thing. I know, I I know you kind of have already expressed it a couple times, like just the women wrestling on this card, and you know, think I I I mean, I'm hoping that that they give us good matches. I mean, we're going to see Nikki Bella against. Um, Ronda Rousey. We're going to see, you know, uh, Alexa Bliss versus um, Trish Stratus. I think some of those have potential to be really fun matches. Um, you know, I'm hoping we can see they, they put this thing together well. I hope they give us something worth a crap. And the only one I really want to see in there is AJ Lee, and I don't think she's coming back. Um, but Give me your thought on this, and we're going to take a couple minutes on this because I really want to get to the Saudi Arabia thing um, with this journalist and, and, and kind of that. Um, but tell me, tell me kind of where you're at with this whole evolution. It's one of those things. I, I, I don't know. I think it's one of those deals where you just kind of have to wait and see what the hell comes out of it. I'm not a fan of some of these matches because of the storylines. I just... I mean, you can't have you can't have Ronda Rousey, you know, mow people down, and then end up, you know, being uh, in a match that I'm supposed to take seriously with Nikki Bella. I, it's it's not going to happen. Um, you know, I've never really been a big Nikki Bella fan. I think that her and Brie are the the end of the divas. You know, they they publicly take credit for, you know, getting out of the diva's resolutions. Like, sweetheart, you are a diva. You were the epitome of what they're trying to get away from. And now you want to, they're bringing her back to fight Ronda Rousey. It's like, no, you know, give me somebody else. And I think that's the problem that I have with this whole, you know, this whole thing is that, I mean, unfortunately, they just don't have enough female talent, to, you know. You know what I mean? To do, to do these multiple matches, to do a whole pay per view. I mean, why else do you bring in Trish Stratus and Lita back? I don't know how that's going to look. I mean, I mean, let's face it. When in her heyday, Lita was the like the high flyer with the Hardys. I I don't expect to see her do any of that stuff now. She was Charlotte Flair before Charlotte Flair. Right. I mean, she was, just, yeah, as close as you're going to get. But, you know, it's just one of those, it's just one of those deals, man. It's, I think the matches are going to be, I don't want to say they're all going to be four minutes because I know some of them won't be. To me, I just think that I, I, I don't, don't expect to see great wrestling in these, in these events. That, that's, that's, are you I guess looking forward to go. anything? Are you looking forward to any one match the, in here? The, the, the only match that I really want to see, to be completely honest with you, is Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Again, yeah. out of all of them, yeah. I think that's going to be the best one. And unfortunately, it's probably not going to be the last last one. It needs to be. It needs to be the main event for the whole show because I think it's going to be the best, the best of, you know match of the night, hands down. No, no, that's going to be Bella and and uh, Rousey. Huh? The main event will be Bella and Rousey. 
you're right, but it sh- it shouldn't be. That's, no, that's I know. my point. I agree. I that, no, no, I agree that, with you. I, don't, I mean, you can't you can't have, in my opinion, you can't have Ronda Rousey. I mean, that SummerSlam match against Alexa Bliss. I mean, Alexa Bliss did nothing in that match. Yeah. Nothing. That's true. And you can't you can't tell me that after all that time away. I mean, yes, I know. I know wrestling is scripted. I know they already know who's going to win. I get it. But somebody that hasn't been there in over like a year or two coming back to fight Ronda Rousey, come on. You can't get somebody you can't you can't get somebody like fresh to do that. You can't bring up somebody from, you know, that Shayna Baszler from NXT who's an MMA person too. You can't get her to come up and do that. You know, it's it's just and like I said before, I think it just really shot them in the foot when you had Alexa Bliss and Trish Stratus basically out there for two months already. I think that that kind of that kind of hurt them. I think that you know Bliss's injury or whatever she's kind of recouping from. I think that's why it's now you know a tag team match. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Mickey James in this match. Unfortunately, oh, she's terrible. But, you know, so it's that. Then you have, I mean, of course, you know, they're doing something, so they have to make a, you know, a, a battle royal, Every everybody else that's not in a match in a, you know, in a freaking battle over the top battle royal. We're going to see, I mean, in, in case you haven't been watching all of the prior, it seems like 10 episodes of SmackDown Live, guess what we're going to see again? Oh, surprise, surprise. Um, Oscar and Naomi against the Iconics. Yeah, shocker. I've seen that like every week since like August. Don't need to see it again, and we're going to. Again, you know, if you're going to have all of these different events, and you're going to try to pimp them out to everybody like they're a major pay-per-view now, give us something. Give us something that we haven't seen before. I mean, look, the top the top two matches are all matches we've seen before. We've seen Can Charlotte we do that though? We've seen the we've seen the Iconics against Naomi and Oscar. Uh, there's your talent. I'm sorry, your talent isn't Nikki Bella. Your talent isn't, you know, and it pains me to say it, your talent isn't Trish Stratus, Mickey James, or Lita. I, I don't want to see them. The, I mean, the only, the only woman that I kind of want to see come back and do something, and she may, is Beth Phoenix. Because she's still a badass. I want to see her come back. She'll yeah. probably be in that battle royal thing. But I mean, but other than that, like, come on. It's almost like you know, like I said, you know, we had the show two weeks ago. It's almost like you know, this whole thing with Saudi Arabia, which we're going to have to get into quickly because we only got about three and a half minutes left. You know, that, that's just for the guys. That's it. So here, 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 women wrestlers. We'll put some. We'll put a little ditty together for you, 
so you can have your own thing. It's like, don't patronize them with this. I think it's doing them more harm to have this than and it's and now to look at it as just because they're they're not allowed to go to Saudi Arabia. So here, let's quick throw something together for them to do. No, sorry. Give me a pay per view, put it in Columbus and have everybody there. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I don't know if you want to get into it. I mean, I, th- I think I think it might take a little bit more than three minutes to to, to get into about this. But give me give me your overall thought right now about this Saudi Arabia thing. I mean, it's 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 scary, right? Yeah, it, it is. It is. I don't, you know, real quick. You know, we'll try to do the Cliff Notes version or the Sparks Notes. I think they're called now. Um, they're not called Cliff Notes anymore. I think they're, I don't know. I, I've seen them, but I think they also have like sparks notes. But anyways, you know, Saudi Arabia, it, it's not a country like the United States where you can say whatever you want. You can't do a shut up and listen, Prince so-and-so of Saudi Arabia, because if you do, <laughs> you may go missing in or presumed dead like a journalist with a, I think it was the Washington Post or something like that was over there. Correct. Um, never to be seen or heard from again. So now the State Department's looking into that. So I noticed this week on on both shows, they referred to the event coming up as the Crown Jewel, but it was it has not been called the Crown Jewel from somewhere in Saudi Arabia. So I'm I'm starting to think that they're waiting for somebody in the government to try to, to just tell them we don't want you going over there, so they can pull out of going to Saudi Arabia. That that's kind of what I think is going to happen. But what was said, what did he say about the crown? Do you know off the top of your head? But I do know that when they were over there last time, Corey Graves got on Twitter and was talking negatively about how things were going over there. So, Corey Graves, if you're out there, please don't go over to Saudi Arabia if you do go over there. I want you to come back. I don't want you to be chopped up in the dog food. (laughs) Well... We only have a minute left. We will get back into that because I think the Saudi Arabia pay per view is like two weeks away. If I'm, I, I think so like, too. I think so too. So, so we can we can go over that more in depth next week, and plus we'll probably have a better idea next week as to what the plan may be. Absolutely. So, listen, Mr. Santos, we started off a little rocky tonight, man, but we pulled it together, and it, it's just like like I said earlier, man, just like riding a bike. That's it. Yeah, we're we're back in the swing of things, so that's uh that's always a plus. Yeah, man, for sure. Next week we'll have our audio clips back and we'll have some good stuff getting moving from here. So uh, anyway, I am London. He is Santos. This is Santos in London on Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. Have a good night, y'all. Good night. Deuces.